Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Today on Fantasy Five, it's PlayStation versus Nintendo. This is the podcast where we, the noise next door, create five-a-side football teams using characters from fiction, history, and real life. Then we see these teams battle it out on the pitch to see who will be crowned victorious. I'm Sam, and I am joined by Matt today, and we are this week's pundits. It's our job to provide some harsh criticism and wise insight into the manager's lineups. <laughs> and later, we'll be in charge of the highlights from today's fixture. Today, our managers are Tom and Robin. Tom, tell us who you have this week. I am Team Nintendo, Sam. I grew up playing Nintendo games, and uh, I am delighted to be representing them today in the form of five-a-side football. And Robin... Who do you have? Well, I've got the other one. I've got Team PlayStation, and I am really excited. Also grew up playing PlayStation, uh, and yeah, buzzing to be able to get the guys together for a kickabout. I suppose you were around for the origin of PlayStation, but not for Nintendo, Robin. Yeah, I remember the PlayStation 1. I certainly had that. But then, like, the first Nintendo console I had was a Game Boy Color. I actually skipped the the, the Game Boy phase and went straight in at the colored one like a legend. I think it's important to notice you both said that you grew up playing these things. Uh, you also are still playing these yeah, things. Yeah, very much. Shut so. up, man. Yeah. <laughs> a quick spoiler warning. As ever, whilst we focus mainly on footballing prowess of uh, Nintendo and PlayStation, there might be some spoilers for game endings, potentially. So if you haven't played these games, potentially some spoilers ahead. Um, Also, please do head to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast and rate and review Fantasy V with five stars, unless you hated it, in which case, leave. (laughs) Now, without further ado, let's hear those Fantasy Fives. Robin, you are today's home side with your PlayStation team. Let's get into the players. Who have we got? Perfect. Well, do you know what, Sam? I'm going to start in my attacking role with who I think he's going to be my captain. He's certainly one of my better known players on my team. Uh, It's going to bring back some childhood memories for everybody because in my striker, my, my lone striker, I've got the wonderful, it's Mr. Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> now, he doesn't really need any introduction. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce him. He's a, a mutant bandicoot. He's actually a, a mutant eastern bard bandicoot. Um, now, <laughs> thank God, because a normal bandicoot is basically just a, a rabbit with a long nose. Um, and as we might remember from my mammals team a few weeks ago, a rabbit with a long nose didn't make the cut, but a mutant bandicoot certainly does. Um, he's, he's amazing. He's, he's, a, he's a, an acrobat. He can jump over big pits. He's uh, he looks good in shorts, which is a, a real prerequisite for a, for a, a player. Um, I've got a few sort of physical attributes that I like about Crash. The first thing is he can jump high enough to land on an adult's head. So that's quite a, quite a high jump from a standing start. Um, but he's, he's, he's also very nimble. Uh, we, we know from later games, uh, the Wrath of Cortex is when he learns how to do this. Uh, yes, I am a nerd. Get ready. Um, we, he learned that he can, he, he can safely tiptoe. On, on barrels of TNT, which, by mm. the way, if they get nudged in any other way, immediately explode. So he's very, very, very nimble on his feet, which is great. Um, he, he also learns uh, how to do a death tornado spin. So from the early games, you might remember, he can just spin around, like a bit like Taz in Tasmanian Devil, you know, like just spins around. And that's sort of his main attack. And how that's going to be useful for the footballing element is... The ball gets passed into Crash. He begins to spin. You're like, where's the ball going to come out? You don't know. 
You don't know, you've seen that on like, you know, Sharknado when a shark gets sucked into a tornado and then it just comes <laughs> spitting out in some random direction. Only Crash knows where he's going to deliver the ball to. He could be passing, he could be crossing, he could be going for a shot. You're not going to know. It's just going to come out of that tornado somewhere. That's Crash Bandicoot in my attack. I mean, I like it a lot. Yeah, you can't you can't argue too much with that. Presumably as well he can uh if if he needs some extra pace, he can turn up in a car. Absolutely. And he's got a whole team, a whole a whole a whole racing career in his in his past. I don't know if there's any precedent for F1 drivers becoming footballers, but uh, <laughs> listen, I there's there's got to be a crossover of skill there somewhere. Um I did think of a few weaknesses of Crash and there there's not many, but one thing is he is fragile in the game if anybody touches you when you're not tornadoing then you lose a life and you only start with three lives however i've got a physio my physio's gonna run on what's he got has he got bandages has he got some plasters no he's got 100 wumper fruit meaning crash gets an extra life (laughs) So whenever he goes down, just a hundred wumper fruit, and he's fine, absolutely fine. And this is, of course, assuming that he's not got the mask Aku Aku, which makes mm. him invulnerable for a short period of time. Mm. Um, mm. Now, as we all know, the the mask would count as an accessory. So I'm not going to always make him vulner- invulnerable because he only gets that for a short period of time. I'm just going to have somebody standing on the side, uh, maybe Doctor Neo Cortex, the baddie, but you know, always gets always gets defeated. He's going to be re- waiting there with the mask in case Crash needs it. He'll go Aku Aku, and then bang. Mask, invulnerable. What are you going to do about that? Nothing. That's what you're going to do. Four goals. Done. <laughs> you do suggest that he's fragile because he's only got three lives. But in fairness, that is two more lives than the average footballer. <laughs> so that's still pretty good. It's a positive. <laughs> it's very true. I, I mean, I will say about Crash as well, he doesn't necessarily always finish a job. Like every single game, he's fighting Dr. Neo Cortex, who is his actual creator. And I'm just like, Crash, my guy, finish it. Do you know what I mean? Like the first time you fight Dr. Neo Cortex, just kill him. Somehow he keeps coming back. <laughs> And so I am worried about in terms of his finishing ability. He doesn't seem to be able to finish that job. But I think that the tornado kick, it just where's it coming out? You're never going to know. I think that's such a strength. So he's continually battling Cortex. Does that, does that, are you worried then? Because Cortex is his creator. So are you worried that he might always be battling you, the manager? I hadn't thought, not until this point, I wasn't. But now I am. <laughs> now I'm really worried. He has got a bit of an attitude crash. He's a bit cocky. Mm. That's a good point. There might be a few fines coming his way. Um, but it's all right because we know that, you know, he, he just has to jump into a box and then suddenly he's got more stuff so I, he won't struggle to pay those fines i think that's going to be okay uh another concern or actually more of a question uh, if he's a swirly whirly man when he's in his tornado mode uh, is it such a strong twirly whirly velvet tornado that he can blow people away without physically having to touch them because uh, what i'm saying is you can you can be knocking people down you can be tackling people without the risk of a red card because it's not making any contact that's interesting i don't actually think it is I, I, I could be wrong here uh the in the games of crash bandicoot that i have played which is three of them the 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 contact has to happen for the tornado attack to right. actually be deadly it, yeah he's a salad reckon- spinner he's only going to get those lettuce leaves dry if he's touching them <laughs> <laughs> but I yeah. can see a world where he can go, listen, with enough pace, I reckon there's an argument that that might happen. But really, it's there because any any trickery, any any tomfoolery can happen in that tornado. It could be a fight. It could be an eye gouge. could be a bite. could just be kicking the ball in a different direction to where you think it's going to go. That's Crash Bandicoot. Um, and I like him. He's going to be my, my lone striker. Sort of, which I'm gonna I'm gonna come to in a second. <laughs> sort of. I also do I do like the fact that you've picked a striker who you've specifically said can't finish. However, <laughs> who have you got helping him? Who have you got helping him up for up top? Well, um, I'm not sticking up to. I'm sorry. I'm going to jump around a little bit in my team, and you'll see why when I when I come to my fifth player. But I'm going to go actually now back to defense. If that's all right. So we've got Crash Bandicoot in attack, and now I'm going back to defense. The first defender really the the prime defender the person who i'm going to have in my the core of my central defense is kratos the god of war now Oof. kratos god of war he's he's a he's a big big video game character uh, if you're not familiar with the games he's sort of like a bald guy he's often got a bit of red face paint on um topless like twin daggers um often like killing a god that's how you might recognize him now besides the (laughs) obvious thing of him like he's super powerful uh he's killed 23 gods including gaia the titan goddess of the earth hera hercules zeus like my my guy's just killing all of the gods he he is not he, he doesn't take any prisoners also just aside from all that godly power he is ripped 
Like he has got abs for days. He is abs for days, and like that makes me think that he definitely works on that because if you're a god, if you're the god of war, you don't need to be ripped, do you? Because you've got all this sort of ethereal godly power. He's decided I'll look much better and I'll be much healthier if I work on this abs. And I think that's an attitude to be commended, that he's still interested in keeping physically fit, despite the fact that he literally has the power of the gods on his side. Um, He, right, the main reason that he's in my defence is he will not let it go, right? In the very, very early first game, this is a huge spoiler warning, um, he is under the command of Ares, the original god of war. And Ares, while he's under his command, his family die. His his wife and his his daughter die. Now, listen, we've all seen Gladiator. We know that you don't do that to a Greek man. That's a terrible <laughs> idea. It's gonna it's gonna end badly for you. And it does for Ares. Kratos goes on and kills Ares. Now he spends a whole game doing that. Then he's like, ah, that's not enough. I'm gonna get a lot of them. And then over three consecutive games, he gets all the, all of the Greek gods. Like loads, twenty three of them. Loads of Greek gods. Then he moves to Norway, right? And he's just like, I'm done. I'm done with this. Unfortunately, get, gets married again. Great. Has another kid. Great. That wife dies. What does that mean? There's more retribution to be had, right? We're going to kill some more folks. So what I'm saying is he doesn't give up. He never gives up. He's tenacious. And that's what I want from a defender. I don't want him to let that ball go. Oh, that might be safe. That's going out for a corner. You don't know that. You don't know that. And Kratos doesn't care if he thinks it's going out for a corner. He's chasing it down. Uh, that's, that's his, that's his uh, tactic in defense. There's another tactic, which I think is a... I don't know, maybe the best one so far. Um, no. <laughs> if you know uh, what he looks like, he, he's got like this red sort of stain on his face, like a, a red makeup mark, and he's very, very pale. He's bald. I think he kind of looks like Wilson, the ball from Castaway, right? <laughs> so a little secondary tactic for, for Kratos, God of War, is if the ball's nowhere near him, he's going to lie on the floor, right, with just head facing towards the towards the uh, the enemy <laughs> team, right? They're going to come up and be like, oh, there's, there's the ball, I'll kick that, bang, kick Kratos in the head. You don't want to kick Kratos in the head. He, Spartan rage, mate, straight away, up, bang, you're dead, you're dead. And yes, there might be a red card, but then the referee's going to be dead. A lot of dead, a lot of dead stuff with Kratos. Um... <laughs> That's it. He's he's ripped. He's tenacious. He looks a bit like a football. <laughs> You're, uh, I like the idea of, of, of kicking him in the head to rev him up, but that's something that you could probably just do before he goes on. You can just, or someone on his team or a coach or someone can just kick him in the head, right? You could pre, pre-anger him. That's true. That's true. But I suppose one of the good things about, about getting another teammate, team, like an enemy team to kick him, right, is then there's questions around who gets the card. Like there's a red card to be had there. And is it, is it, I don't know, for instance, I don't know who's on Tom's teams, but let's say Mario. Is it Mario kicking uh, Kratos on the head who gets the red card? Or is it Kratos for avenging himself upon Mario and sort of like eviscerating him that gets the red card? It's a difficult call. All I'm saying is a difficult call. It's cool. Uh, there's a, a, another strength uh, to him, which you haven't actually mentioned, which is uh, his voice. Now, in the games, when he's going along, he's always going, Boy, I speak to you like that. And it's really deep and intense. <laughs> and quite frankly, I think it's the brown note. And whenever I'm playing that game, <laughs> I have to every 10 minutes stop for uh, a fear boo. That, that, the resonance of his voice is just vibrating in me downstairs and it absolutely clears me out. So yeah. maybe that could be used to great effect. You can be causing uh, toilet breaks for the whole enemy team. For, for anyone else, did that sound exactly like Claw from Doctor from Inspector Gadget? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what Kratos sounds a bit like. Tom, you do quite a good impression. Oh, you were doing that sort of like, kind of like that, but he, his is just so bassy and low. It's like, boy. Like, there's no, it's yeah. not, it's not boy. sort of like gravelly. It's like, it's just pure bass. <laughs> Yeah, like, really. it's basically exactly what Matt isn't doing, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I have the special edition version where he gives you the brown note and he's like, Welcome to the deeper, more burpy, throaty sounding god. <laughs> Matt, I just think you really need to adjust your TV settings. This sounds yeah, like a loose HDMI to me. I'm at the ba- base up a bit high. Right, okay. The subwoofer's um, been messing with me bowels. <laughs> So that's Kratos. He's making Matt crap himself and he's on the pitch. There's also loads of godly powers. Uh, he can manipulate shadows like you're running with the ball. Like, Wait, you can't see. It's nighttime. He, at one point, rips Icarus's wings off and just goes, I'm having those, shoves them on his back and can then fly. Loads of god stuff, but mainly I'm in it for the abs. He's also got some pretty boss weapons, hasn't he? <laughs> Sammy P, yeah. He has. He's got an axe, which is a bit like Mjolnir, uh, the mm. Thor's hammer. Uh, he can throw and then just drag back to him. He's got two twin daggers attached with a chain he uh, just loads of weapons but abs 
He's also got abs, mm. which is the main reason. <laughs> in which case, I'd be pretty upset if I was him and you compared him to a ball on a desert island. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a slight... Uh, this it's, it's an interesting question, this. So, I mean, you cannot deny that killing off multiple gods is a very is very very impressive very difficult feat to manage and that is going to translate brilliantly to on the football pitch however many of these gods are his family members like Ares mm. is his half brother for example are you worried about putting him on a pitch and I'm not saying that having your wife and child killed is the same as not receiving a pass on a football pitch. <laughs> but his level of vengeance is very high, very quick. Are you worried about him getting on with other players? Yes. In, in, in a word, I am worried about that, um, which is why also in defence, I've gone for somebody who I think can bounce off that, like has a chemistry similar with Kratos to a uh, chemistry that Kratos is used to with his son Atreus. So in, in the, the latest God of War, he has Kratos' son is with him, right? And he starts off and he's a bit of a distant father, but by the end, he's like a cuddly, wuddly, lovely father. And so I, I'm sort of using that to, to try and ground him, right? So also in defence, moving to my next position, I've got Aloy, who is uh, the, the ginger girl who is the, the protagonist oh. of Horizon Zero Dawn. Now, when I was thinking about Aloy, she's wicked. She's absolutely amazing, right? But before, when I was thinking about Aloy, uh, it, this is the position that I was going to have an adventurer, right? And it turns out that PlayStation love making characters who are adventurers. So in this position, I could have had Tomb Raider. I could have had Nathan Drake from the uh, Uncharted uh, series. But I went for Aloy because of this relationship with Kratos, right? She has got... Uh, so... She's from Horizon Zero Dawn, which is a post-apocalyptic game where you are fighting effectively animal robots. So robot versions of existing animals. So, uh, and some sort of, you know, post-apocalyptic animals. Um, so she can dodge charging robots, right? That's really good in terms of nimbleness. But with Kratos, she has a really fatherly figure in her life called Rost, right? And Rost is a huge influence on her. She learns everything from Rost. So she is used to sort of taking training, you know, training with somebody who's maybe a bit more experienced than them. And I would say that Aloy, who is just a human, is certainly less experienced than Kratos, god of war, right? So she's going to learn some tricks. She's going to learn some tricks from Kratos. Um... There's loads of other things about Aloy. I think Aloy's amazing. She's an acrobat. She can, like, just climb up sheer rock walls. But frankly, in the video game world, most people... Can. You're a bit of an idiot if you can't <laughs> climb a sheer rock wall in the video game world, aren't you? Um, she's she's an archer, so she's incredibly accurate with a bow and arrow. And I'm going to make her my dead ball specialist for this very reason. She can get an arrow into the eye of a monster. She's going to be fine, sort of striking a ball. She's super intelligent. She's a genetic clone of a scientist from our time. But most importantly, she's very sneaky. Ooh, a sneaky, sneaky Ooh. little sneakster. And my home pitch, um, which I should have mentioned when I was talking about Crash, is the level in Crash Bandicoot when you're being constantly chased by a boulder. It's that level <laughs> because Crash has got experience running away from it. Crash has got experience running away from it. Kratos, he's met Syphysis, Syphysis, who is the guy, the Greek guy who carries the boulder. Syphysis, I think his name is. He carries a boulder on his back all the time, pushing up a hill. Met him, experience with boulders. Aloy can avoid charging robots, right? She can be able to avoid a boulder. But importantly, on that level in Crash, there's lots of little tufts of grass around the edges. And Aloy, if she's in long grass, she's invisible. So what are you going to do about that? The robots with actual sensors to see her can't find her. She's invisible, mate. You're going to be like, oh, there's another boulder. Quick, avoid this bottomless pit. And Crash is going to be like just jumping all around. And Aloy's just going to be sitting quietly in a patch of grass. You're going to run past. Bang! She's got the ball and she's off. Where's she gone? Dunno, back in the grass. That's Aloy. Good. Stealth stealth tactics. We haven't actually, I don't think we've had on this uh, on this podcast yet as a, as a footballing tactic. It's quite a big part of my team, Matt. It's quite a big part of my team. Aloy is just, is just the, is just the, the the pin to the pin to that needle yeah that's what I've said that's what I said and I'm sticking to it the yeah. cherry to that and, cake and a, a daughterly uh, figure compared to God of War Girl. absolutely like yeah <laughs> yeah uh, Kratos has learned how to love he learns how to love Atreus he's going to learn how to love uh, Aloy I and they're going to build a girl. beautiful <laughs> I love yeah, boulders exactly. and girls <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like the Inspector Gadget bad guy. <laughs> So um, that's my defensive partnership. I think it's pretty good. Oh, also, right. she can heal herself if she's injured. She's got to eat a flower and she's fine. So <laughs> useful. Um, moving on then. So again, I know I'm jumping around a bit. Bear with me. 
I'm now going to my goalie. I've had my attacker, my two defenders, and I'm now going to my goalie. And my goalie is, uh, it's, frankly, it's a personal favourite. Uh, one of my favourite characters in PlayStation history. And it is Sir Daniel Forstescue, who is from the Medieval games. From Medieval! I, it, it's a long time ago, these games. They were on PlayStation 1, 2. You can get them on 3. Yeah. You can get it on 4. He was alive from 1254 to 1286. Importantly, he is a skeleton who wears a suit of armour. And he's got a big shield and a big sword. That's Sir Daniel Forstescue. He's amazing. I love him. He's my absolute favourite. Um, few reasons. I was worried about putting a skeleton in goal. Um, worried about the ball just sort of shooting through his rib cage, or you know, there's not a great <laughs> deal of. There's a lot of space in a skeleton compared to most things. But he's wearing like a full suit of plate armour, so it's absolutely fine. So why put him in goal? Well, I'll tell you for why. The first thing is he has the ability to remove his left arm. Not his right arm. He can't do it to his right arm, but he can remove his left arm. So that says to me he's probably right-handed. So what we've got is Sir Daniel Forsky is using his right arm to catch the ball and to bash it away and to punch it and stuff. And he's got the left arm, which he can just take off and lob at it. So if a penalty's coming, oh, somebody's running up, taking a penalty, they kick the ball. He throws his arm at the ball, hoping he'll hit it. If he misses, no worries. He's still got another arm. It's absolutely fine. <laughs> okay, so I just feel like that's two, sp- two shots at the apple. And I reckon if you threw a full arm, like a full meaty, well, not meaty, a full bony arm, at a ball I reckon you'd probably collide with it if it was flying towards you I think you've got a good chance of hitting it um, when you so train one for it you'd tactics. get really good at that as a, te- as a tactic as a technique exactly and he can just keep popping it on and off and on and off and that's absolutely fine um, yeah. also plays well with Kratos in defence again I'm thinking about what you said Sam about like you know the problems with Kratos playing with others Kratos can command the dead right wicked that's amazing Sir Daniel mm. is literally a dead dead guy perfect um, bones he <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of bones, I'm I'm feeling good about his um his ability in the box because he's always going to know which way the ball's going to go because he's just going to be able to feel it literally in his bones. He's going to be able to feel <laughs> it in his bones. He's going to dive. He's going to he's going to be great. Um, a few few bits of agility. He, he there's one one cut scene where he performs four backflips without touching the floor. Four four full rotations in the air before he touches the floor. That's loads wow. of rotations in the air. I can't I can't do any. Um. I was worried, you know, I don't want anybody who... You've got... Fitness is important. Fitness is very important. And he's never going to put on any weight. He's literally... He's not even skin and bones. He is just bones. He's, he's never going to get too big for goal. Perfect. Um, and also importantly, he can spin his torso around and around and around. A bit like Crash's um, Tornado, but slightly less aggressive. He can just spin it, his torso. His legs stay the same way, but he can spin oh, his torso around, Okay, okay. Which is going to make... Imagine how fast you, far you could throw something if you could... Like just go go round and round and round and round with your torso, and then eventually let go of the ball. You throw miles. The the pace on that is going to be insane. Um, also, I did <laughs> on Gamer.com where they were discussing the. Uh, there's a great blog which I would recommend, which discusses the level of intelligence of PlayStation characters. Um, this is pretty good. He said it says he seems to be fairly intelligent, as shown when he gets a seagull to fill in as a parrot by luring it in with a fish. Pretty clever stuff there. <laughs> Pretty clever stuff. Uh, that's Daniel. Fairly that's intelligent. Daniel. <laughs> Fairly intelligent. He's uh, can take off his arm, throw his throw his arm. Pretty good. That's great. Uh, regular footballers they do that sometimes. Well, obviously not with their arms, but like uh, sometimes a goalie will just take off his shoe and throw it out of the ball, right? <laughs> So that uh, happens a so lot. If that's, if that's okay, then I think that's football. absolutely fine. I didn't know anything about this character at all. I don't remember the game. I never played it. So I've just looked up, looked him up. Do you know how he was killed in the first place? I think I do, yes. He was killed by a volley of arrows. I'm yeah. worried that your goalkeeper might be completely <laughs> undone by a volley. <laughs> That's a problem. Yeah, it is fair. Because, yeah, he was killed by the very first volley of arrows in a battle, if I remember rightly. Um, mm. And yeah. So the first volley of the game, he's done. <laughs> well, well, listen, he's been done by a volley before. Is he going to get done again? That's the question. That is the question good, that we're going to find good out. Good learning from experience. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because, mm. you know, he's he's been around a long time. He was alive in the 1200s. He's back. Uh, in goal, I just think he's I, he's just one of my favourite characters. It was such a good game. If if you played this, get in touch on Twitter and listen. I'm thinking about starting a fan club. Really, really good. He, I mean, it's good that he's in goal. Goalies often are the oldest players on the pitch, and uh, he's over 800 years old. So <laughs> interestingly, though, I'm still not sure he's older than Kratos. <laughs> I like birthdays. <laughs> Oh, shit myself. Right, okay. Um, so, you got one more? Right, my star player, one more. Which position is he playing? He's playing in midfield. And defence. And attack. 
and in goal. Who is it? It's Sly Cooper. He's the stealth master. You're not going to know where he is. You're never going to know where he is. He doesn't actually need grass. He's just, where's he playing? I, I, I have no idea where he is. He's a bit in defence. He's a bit in goal. He's a bit in up front. It's going to be absolutely amazing, right? Few bits and pieces. Um, he's able to disguise himself. As, he's like a disguise mark. So, Sly Cooper. Sorry, I'm getting Who very excited. I love Sly Cooper. Sly Who Cooper. Is he? he is from. He is the the main character of the Sly Cooper games, right? Which was a uh, one of the very first stealth games. Certainly, the ste- stealth platformer that uh, I played when I was younger. It's on PlayStation One, Two, and Three, I believe. Um, and he's a, he's a thief. He's a little raccoon, and he is a stealthy <laughs> stealthy thieving raccoon, right? He's got like a big crook, and he can use like a shepherd's crook almost, and he can use this as a family heirloom to do loads of different abilities, such as sliding down wires and standing on very small poles and things. Um, but the main thing is you just never know where he is his whole thing is like where, where's Sly Cooper I, I don't know where is he he's playing all over the pitch because nobody knows where he is he pops in gets a goal and then he's gone you don't know how are you supposed to combat that he's so stealthy um, and as I said he's able to disguise himself so you pass it to Mario is it Mario no idiot it's Sly Cooper in a Mario tash and you didn't notice because he's so sly oh he's being sly and also he calls every tackle a sly tackle <laughs> um, he's got mates he's got mates with him he's got his best mate Bentley now Bentley is uh, it was great he's a, a turtle in a wheelchair who has these huge mechanical arms sticking out the front um, of his wheelchair now I mentioned before that Kratos can summon darkness here's a tactic running down the pitch oh I've got the ball I'm doing well I'm at the wing bit of darkness can't see bang fallen over I've been clotheslined what was it? It can't be that disabled turtle. That, is, that guy's just enjoying the game. It was the disabled turtle. In the darkness, he's punched you using his mechanical arms because he's there with his buddy Sly Cooper. Was it Sly? We don't know. We can't see him. <laughs> What's the tactic? Stealth. Stealth gameplay. Stealth and aggression. That's what this PlayStation team's about. I love that you have a raccoon and a bandicoot. Yeah. They're, and a god of war. They're two of your... <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, a god is different. You, like, you could have had a dragon. You could have had Spyro the dragon, but no. We've 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 gone in with a bandicoot and a raccoon like it. Yeah, there was a couple of people who didn't make the cut, which I'll just quickly go through. I was worried. I was I was a little bit annoyed actually because I was going to have Rayman, uh, but Rayman. I, I don't think he really counts the PlayStation icon. I'd say he's more of a just a general console icon. He actually first appeared on the Game Boy, so he could be Tom's maybe um, because Rayman can just throw his fists. Pretty cool. Um, mm. Something that is exclusive to PlayStation, which I would considering having, is the PlayStation Yellow Light of Death, which is um, it's just like a canary <laughs> in a coal mine. It was the PlayStation Three. If it started flashing yellow, your PlayStation was going to die and like that's what are you gonna do about that you're dead if you see the light you're dead pretty good i thought about parappa the rapper um he i don't know if you've played those games he's a rapping dog but he's very clearly 2d and i know that a lot of games are 2d but he is his thing is being 2d so i couldn't really have him um and i thought about solid snake from metal gear solid but I, my team is already quite solid um i would have taken him as a wibbly wobbly snake <laughs> but um i didn't really want him as a solid snake that's not an option um <laughs> And then my backroom staff is uh, any injuries to scrotums? I've got Sackboy. Just in case case there's any injuries to to people's scrotals. So you have a specific scrotal physio? Yeah, Sackboy. He's there for sacks. Cool. And then the rest of the physio teams are just sort of stocked up with Wumper Fruit, ready to go. Makes so much sense. And sort of trash as well for Sly Cooper. Well, there we have it. That is... The PlayStation team. Robin, just run through your starting lineup for Fantasy V. With pleasure. Up front, I have Crash Bandicoot. In goal, I've got Sir Daniel Fortescue. In my defence, I've got Aloy. And I've got Kratos, the God of War. And in the midfield, defence, attack and goal. I've got Sly Cooper. (laughs) There it is, ladies and gents. We'll be back after these messages with Team Nintendo. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. A podcast from producerpaul.co.uk Manager Tom. It's over to you with the opposition for PlayStation. Who have you got? Team Nintendo, let's do this thing. My first pick, my striker, my captain, my star player. There could be only one choice. The first name on the team sheet was, of course, Mario. Ah! The greatest video game character of all time. A living legend who has been at the top of the game since 1981 and is showing no signs of slowing down. He only gets better with age. I'll be honest, having listened to that PlayStation team, Mario could take them on his own. (laughs) Their numbers combined are no match for Mario. Let Let me just highlight Mario's career. Mario has been featured as a character in 256 different video games. Out of the top 50 selling video games of all time on all platforms, Mario features in 13 of them. He is a god among mortals. Honestly, that PlayStation lineup was laughable. Mario is going to waddle through this match as he waddles everywhere. But enough about the numbers, right? Let's talk about the man behind the statistics. He is a polymath. Mario has skills that, for, for every occasion. Here are a list of the things that Mario is trained to do. He is, of course, a plumber. Also a carpenter, a brewer, a cement factory worker, a builder, a demolition expert, an artist, a toy maker, a theme park owner, a kart racer, a Formula One driver, a rally driver, a motocross rider, a fighter pilot, a spaceship pilot, a submarine captain... <gasps> A marine biologist, a chef, a marksman, a big game hunter, an animal trainer, a Vietnam soldier and a medical doctor. (laughs) Mm, I mean, you didn't say footballer. That's a worry. (laughs) Sam, let me continue on to his sporting credentials. He has competed in almost every Olympic event at both summer and winter games. Mm. He has extensive experience in golf, tennis, baseball, basketball and, of course, actual bloody football. He can do anything, and he has got skills. Z at the end of the word got, and at the end of the word skill. He's got (laughs) skills, people. Obviously, his brain is incredible. He can take in all of this information, and he can use it on the pitch. But he is also a physical specimen. Don't let that portly little paunch put you off. He (laughs) is a beast. That's my personal motto, by the way. Don't, <laughs> Don't let, let the portly porch put you off. I have to say that before every gig. <laughs> let, me, let me break it down for you. The Brazilian logistical engineer, Pedro Evers, published a comprehensive analysis of Mario's speed and has conclusively proven, look it up, has conclusively proven that on planet Earth, Mario would decimate the 100-metre sprint record. 
with a new time of 6.92 seconds. <laughs> he would make Usain Bolt look like a toddler jogging to the potty, right? <laughs> he, he is rapid. Also, he doesn't suffer fatigue at all. He can keep up that sprint pace for literally any amount of time. That pace on the ball is going to make him deadly as an attacker. And that stamina, he can go all match long. A similar study by uh, Space Time, uh, they have learnt that on Earth, Mario would be able to jump to a height of around 90 feet. <laughs> he could jump 90 what? feet with a takeoff speed of 50 miles an hour. Well, based on the physics of the Mushroom Kingdom, where Mario does all of his adventuring, uh, scientists have worked out what the gravity must be in Mushroom Kingdom, and therefore, if you applied Earth's gravity to Mario, he could jump 90 feet in the air with a takeoff speed of 50 <laughs> miles an hour. He is a deadly threat. A deadly threat. Another study by Amino evaluated that Mario is able to lift over 8,000 pounds of weight because we have seen him lift castles above his head and throw <laughs> creatures, like vast creatures, incredible distances. Kratos is nothing compared to Mario's raw lifting power, right? <laughs> Wildly strong, a physical presence, going to be a nightmare for defenders. And all of that, guys, is without power-ups. All Mario needs to do is jump on a mushroom, doubles in size, walk into a leaf, now he can fly, smell a little flower, he can shoot fire out of his hands. And if there's a bouncing star, invincible. Sure, Crash has got the mask, Mario's got the star, I can't wait to see the two collide, but let's be honest, 256 games versus six. (laughs) (laughs) How are we going to get these things to Mario? We've got our our water boy, uh, Lakitu, which, uh, for those of you who don't know, is a nerdy little turtle that lives on a cloud. He is going to be pitch-side handling handling Mario bottles of uh, delicious power-ups. Honestly, there's no greater video game character than Mario Mario, Super Mario. It's a him. It's a Mario. It's pretty good. Uh, I'm, uh, I, those are amazing uh, facts. I'm a bit worried about his power-up stuff. Don't know if it's going to slip through the sort of the legality net. Uh, mushrooms, that's just a drug, mate. Uh, mm. Leaves, I mean, that's, that's smoking a drug. Uh, also, flowers, that's injecting a drug. So maybe not those, mm. those particular three. <laughs> I mean, I see what you're saying, Matt, but uh, I did anticipate this uh, potential problem. So I checked the banned substances list for professional football and uh, Flauna and Fora... Uh, sorry... I did check the, the banned substance list, and uh, no flora or fauna from the Mushroom Kingdom appears on it anywhere, so I think we're going to be fine. Oh, fair. Hey, you've done the research, and it's paid off. <laughs> Isn't Mario the size of a mushroom? A very, very large mushroom from the Mushroom Kingdom. Okay. And we don't know how big those mushrooms are. We have seen him on planet Earth at various points. And on planet Earth, he uh, is the same size as Reg. He's, he's a little short. He's, he is only five foot one. Um, There's nothing but... wrong with short Italians, Tom. <laughs> no, I agree, Sam. Especially right. when you can just munch a mushroom but become ten foot two. No bloody worries, mate. I, I actually, it is interesting. I do worry about the Italianness. Very much known for switching sides mid-game. <laughs> yeah, but he's from the 80s, and Italian 80s footballers were great. Yeah, that's true, actually. It's a good shout. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, some, sometimes the most obvious ones are the best ones. I, I just think I couldn't put this team together and not put him as the absolute captain. He is Nintendo. He leads, he leads my Cool. He's, he's up top. Who else have we got? Just behind Mario, we've got my attacking midfielder, Samus Aran. Now, some people might not, might not know who Samus is, uh, but uh, she is the lead character from the exceptional Metroid game series. Uh, she's an intergalactic bounty hunter that wears a cybernetic suit of power armor that's got an inbuilt arm cannon, a missile launcher, and a grapple beam, amongst a whole host of other awesome gadgets. She sort of looks like a feminine orange Iron Man with massive shoulder pads. <laughs> uh, so that's that's what you're picturing. So she travels through space, killing bad guys with her awesome lasers. That's Samus's deal. She is a hunter, uh, an attacker. That's why she's up the front of the pitch. And she is... As the, as the game pamphlet will tell you, known throughout the universe as the one you call when the odds seem impossible. And I've got to be honest, having Kratos in the opponent's defence is, is worrying, but that sounds like impossible odds perfect for Samus to get past. Um, it's the, the, her impossible odds defeating abilities is what's going to make her so effective. Uh, she also has a special tactic for the football pitch. Uh, one of Samus's keystone abilities is Morph Ball technology. <laughs> she can transform into a metallic sphere that rolls around and it can deploy little bombs 
also spheres. There are going to be a lot of strange balls on this pitch, and all it takes is for one of these PlayStation losers to kick the wrong sphere, <laughs> and either, boom, they don't have legs anymore, or you just kicked a player, mate. Red card for you. It's similar to the, the Kratos head defense, except bombs and a human being. Uh... This is obviously a unique football tactic you can employ. If anyone's played a Super Smash Bros. game, you'll know that Samus has that little bouncing ball move where she drops bombs. It's pretty rad. Uh, she's also got a lot of upgrades available to her. You can upgrade her suit throughout the game and therefore the match. Uh, she's obviously got your flying upgrades and your supersonic upgrades and all that stuff. But the one that I'm excited for her to use on the pitch is the Dark Burst Charge Combo because that allows her to open up a dimensional riff that sucks all nearby enemies in and spits them out into another reality. Whoa! Pretty good stuff. That's huge. She's a superhuman athlete, an incredible shot. I just think she is an amazing attacking option to join Mario leading the line of my Nintendo attack. It's going to be good merch sales as well. You've got to think you can sell elements of that of that gear. She looks boss. Yeah. She looks awesome. And you, I mean, yeah. I would fully turn up to a game wearing that kind of stuff. Uh, yes. And like, obviously, you can do the sold ones, but like kids turning up in little cardboard homemade ones—that's super cute as well. Yeah. People are going to love it. Yeah, she sounds pretty good. We've got we've got Mario. We've got a woman who can do all that stuff. There's too much to mention. <laughs> who else? <laughs> Who else is on the team? Right, my second midfielder, a more defensively minded midfielder, is Link. Link, the protagonist from the Legend of Zelda series. Uh, the basic info, uh, for those who don't know, Link is a young warrior who saves the land of Hyrule and Princess Zelda in about 20 different ways so far. He's got a shield, he's got the Master Sword, and a whole array of weapons and magic and awesome abilities. Uh, if you don't know what he looks like, he's kind of like an elf from Lord of the Rings, but in a little green tunic and hat, but way cooler than you're imagining it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what he looks like. The Legend of Zelda games are amazing, and he is my defensive midfielder because he wields the Triforce of Courage, <laughs> um, which is basically a little triangle on his hand. But it is an emblem of unwavering bravery. He stands against evil or PlayStation-themed football teams, no matter the cost. He's a protector of Hyrule, and he's always ready to press the left shoulder button and whip out that shield, chaclang! Defending, my goal, defending Hyrule from evil. Any questions? Pretty good. Uh, using uh, the shield, obviously a great accessory. Uh, did that not make you think, oh, maybe he'd be good in goal, or has he just got too too much... Uh, he's so good at running around big fields, isn't he, from what I've seen of Zelda? <laughs> <laughs> he's very good at running around big fields. He's incredibly athletic. Uh, you know, he's he's got tricks up his sleeves. I did think about him in goal or further back, but he's also a great attacker. You know, he he's a transitional player from defense to attack. He's got he's got tricks. He can whip out his ocarina and play the song of storms. Do 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 do. That suddenly it's pissing it down. Big 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 change in the weather, and all these PlayStation people are slipping all over the place. He could pop on his Goron mask from the Jorah's Mask the game and and become a big strong boulder man that can play the bongos. Oh, a big boulder in this particularly bouldery-themed uh, pitch, of course. Yes, a and he can roll like a boulder. I was so delighted when Robin said we were playing in the boulder place because Link can become a boulder man. He can ride his loyal horse, opponent, or he can fly on his crimson sky wing. He's, he's got friends, right? And if it's all going really bad, he can just strum the harp of ages and travel back and forward through time. Also, finally, on Link from me... Uh, he's just quality. He is the protagonist of games that are most often called the best game of all time. A Legend of Zelda game is number one on Gaming Bible, Esquire, Business Insider, Slant Magazine, The Delight, and Metacritic, which is the review aggregate site. He is the main character in the best game of all time, according to most critics. He is quality my defensive midfielder. It's good. Hey, with Mario and him, that's quite a fan base you've got turning up to these games. You're going to make your money back at the stadium. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the chance, the chance singing along with the ocarina, can't bloody wait. He's got pedigree. But let's, let's not forget that just because you're the best player out there 
doesn't necessarily mean that your team is a winning team. Two words for you, Alan Shearer. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I see what you're saying. A great player does not a great team make. <laughs> the way I'm looking at it, this is a great team he is only adding to. You know, I've got two huge stars already, and Samus, who is just like raw, like grassroots, brilliant at stuff. Maybe not as famous as the other two, but bloody good too. Look, my, my three picks so far. Uh, they've all been they've all been versatile players, you know. Uh, they've got a number of like varied skills. Uh, to they've got complex attacking tactics. My next pick is my defender, who just has one job: block the opposition. My defender is Tetris. Block the opposition. <laughs> Block the opposition, guys. Tetris is in defense. Here comes a run. Block from the sky. Here comes an enemy cross. Block from the sky. I want that music as well. Do 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 do. Great stuff. Blocks from the, the sky. Theme? Boom. Yeah. Do, uh, do, I thought do, that was do, the do, music do, that they play do, at like do, Jewish do, weddings. Do, 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 do. <laughs> no, it's. I can see what you're saying. But no, that was that was my rendition of the Tetris theme. <laughs> okay, yeah, cool. I mean, maybe they play the Tetris theme at Jewish weddings. I don't want to comment on that particularly, but that was a rendition of the Tetris song, I promise you. Okay. Are you worried about leaving gaps in the defence? You know, who's controlling Tetris? How good are they? <laughs> Sam, I'm so glad you asked. Controlling my Tetris defence is current reigning Tetris world champion and wonder kid Joseph Saley. Um, he's he's a master like i i was watching quite a lot of video game stuff uh in research for the for this team and i watched a crazy amount of joseph saley playing tetris first of all because i just wanted to know who he was and then then because it was hypnotizingly brilliant like i just didn't know that you could play tetris you know in tetris you can hold down and it makes the blocks fall faster that guy is always holding down. He's just, and they, oh my God, it, it's hypnotic. Look up Joseph Saley on YouTube if you think this is something that would interest you. Because with the Tetris, it speeds up as time goes on, right? So are you worried yeah. that he, you know, by the end of the game when it's going at his fastest, so Joseph Saley, he should be okay with that. Yeah. He lives for he it. He will be absolutely fine. Uh, here's a fun thing that I learned about Tetris. The Tetris blocks are called Tetrominoes. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> You've got the classic set I O T S Z J N L. How how many like individual cubes are there in a Tetris block? Is it like ten or something? Um, I don't have those numbers with me, Sam. <laughs> but okay, uh, so I'm, what I'm saying is I'm just worried about the the defender could just go round it. Uh, sure. I I was wondering about the scale of a Tetris block in real life, and I I didn't really know the answer. You know, like, based on the screen of Tetris, how do we know? Uh, I do know that in the game Poyo Poyo Tetris, we see the Tetrominoes come to life and they crew a spaceship, uh, so they're roughly human-sized in that. So, you know, if you think about a Tetris block, a load of human... I don't know. It's hard to know. It's hard to say. Yeah, a good a good block on a good wall, uh, very static. There's not, there's not going to be much movement there. Yeah, uh, and I am aware of that. Uh, it is obviously a problem, but it is a problem that I, I combat when I will announce my goalkeeper in a, in a, in a moment. Uh, before I move on, I just wanted to talk about the different tetrominoes. Uh, they are all based on, uh, the, on letters, of course. I, O, T, S, Z, J, and L. Our defence plays it by the letter. And that's why our main tactic is simple. Remember your ABCs, always blocking c***s. Tetris. <laughs> oh my ears! <laughs> uh, yeah. Was not expecting that from Nintendo team. <laughs> no, neither was I. But I didn't know what else to make ABC stand for. <laughs> right. So good point, Sam. My, uh, a bit of a static defence. You know, defensive. Yes, but they're not going to be helping with play going forward. So my goalkeeper. Uh, a lot of thoughts here. Um, th this is my first rodeo with Fantasy Five. We've played a few games now, and I have seen, frankly, mixed success with putting a gorilla in goal. <laughs> <laughs> However, I found it very hard to look past Donkey Kong, the powerhouse gorilla who wears only a tie. Until I remembered he is not the only Kong in Kong consideration. <laughs> Over the years, Nintendo gamers have met other members of Donkey Kong's clan. You obviously know there's, there's Diddy Kong, 
pretty famous. There's a uh, Candy Kong, Chunky Kong, Cranky Kong, Dixie Kong, Funky Kong, Kitty Kong, Lanky Kong, Swanky Kong, Tiny Kong, Wrinkly Kong, and Donkey Kong Junior to think about. So obviously, I've gone for Lanky Kong. Um, <laughs> If you're not familiar with Lanky Kong, you'd be forgiven. He's literally only been in one game. He is a distant cousin of Donkey. He's an orangutan who wears uh, denim dungarees and a far too short white T-shirt. <laughs> he's really horrible looking. Uh, he's got massive long arms and a proper little ugly face. He is both gross and adorable. So, sweet. Oh, go on. What? What is yeah, it? I- I'm just interested about what he wears. Sorry, so he wears just a T-shirt. Does he have, like... Because if he's Lanky Kong, I'm just imagining, you know, sometimes you put your T-shirt on before you put your pants on and you can just see the end of your dingle. Is it like that all the time? You can just constantly see the end of his dong? I mean, he wears dungarees as well. That's what I said. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed that. (laughs) Well, we can cut that bit then, can't we? Lanky Dong. I missed it. Keep it in. Lanky Dong. Lanky Dong. (laughs) (laughs) Sam just screams, Lanky Dong, keep it in. Right. (laughs) Okay. So he's in his little dungarees and his T-shirt, swinging around in my goal using his uh, long arms. Not just long, but also incredibly stretchy arms. They stretch out like Mr. Fantastic or Stretch Armstrong, but, you know, an orangutan. He has got serious reach, okay? Uh, And, as Sam rightly pointed out, a bit static in defence, so Lanky Kong will be acting as a sweeper keeper. Yeah, not afraid to push up the pitch a little bit if he needs to. And he, do- he has a burst of pace, okay, when he activates his orang your stand ability and <laughs> he starts walking on his hands. And if he's walking on his hands, he- it means he's got both feet available for ball control, okay? And if he is caught outside the box and he needs a desperate last-minute tackle, he can transform into the swordfish on guard and stab the ball into the ground. <laughs> he just fully transforms into a swordfish. Yeah, he, he can transform into a swordfish. Just to stab things. If anyone, right. I mean, it's hard. If anyone has an N64 kicking around and get the game Donkey Kong 64, you're in for a whale of a time. Uh, or a swordfish of a time. <laughs> uh, one last thing about Lanky. One, one last thing about Lanky Kong. He, uh, he plays the trombone, which, <laughs> which is useful for rallying the crowd, but also he can blast it so hard that it shakes the ground and trips up his opponents without touching them. Earlier, we talked about Crash not being able to spin fast enough to knock people down without touching them. Lanky Kong can knock people down with a blast of his trombone. It's called the Trombone Terror. Uh, so he's he's definitely the least well known of my team. Uh, you know, many might argue that Donkey Kong would be the better choice, but actually, all things considered, with all these skills, uh, I think he just pips his cousin to the post. Wow. Uh, I mean, yeah, I just but Donkey Kong can't uh, play the trumpet and turn into a fish, so winner. <laughs> exactly. God, it must be easy trying to write video game characters. Oh, let's have a raccoon with a crook. Oh, let's have a orangutan that's a fish. I don't know. <laughs> Anything goes. Guys, hey, do you want to filter the ideas? Maybe say no to some of them. No, no, we'll just say yes to the first idea that comes along. I've made a video game. <laughs> I've got a, a question, Tom, about your team synergy in general. Sure. Uh, I'm not sure about Lanky Kong, definitely not Tetris. But the other players definitely are used to combating each other in Mario Kart or in Super Smash Bros. And they will go to town on each other very aggressively. How do you feel that that kind of energy will will it hinder you on the pitch? Um, I see what you mean, Sam. I like to think of Super Smash Bros. as more of a training exercise. Uh, to you know, to build up their their resilience and their skills, but also I think there's a game called PlayStation All Stars where all of Robin's team fight each other as well, so it's equal. <laughs> I can confirm that Tom is correct about this. <laughs> I guess maybe it's also like having a national team that you know they're they're yes, this is the national team, isn't it? And their mm. their respective games are just are just league games. Yeah, I uh, I've got I've got a bench. Obviously, I've got a lot of potential uh, Kong keepers in backup. Also, Mario's brother Luigi. For obvious reasons. Not that he's pretty much just Mario, but because he has a magical hoover that can suck anything up, like balls and ghosts. Um, uh, Fox McCloud, he's a a sexy space pilot fox. And uh, burst of pace. Uh, And finally, Princess Peach, because she's just wicked. Uh, I've got got considerable backroom staff. Um, My coaches, conditioning, the Wii Fit trainer. 
I've got a goalkeeper coach. I think, I think it's the first time we've had a goalkeeper coach. I've got Little Mac uh, because he is from the game Punch Out, and that is a thing that goalkeepers have to do sometimes. Uh, <laughs> I've got a groundskeeper, Captain Olimar from Pikmin. He is a spaceman that is friends with little plants that do menial tasks for him. Yeah. That's handy. Oh my god. Uh, PR, PR. I've got Kirby. He is a pink blob that can float about at press events and suck up to people because his main power is sucking people in and swallowing them. It's fun. It's for kids. Finally, <laughs> um, my backroom admin team is uh, Tom Nook and Isabel from Animal Crossing. He is a ruthless money-grabbing raccoon and she is a little yellow dog that's full of pep and bureaucracy. It is quality <laughs> on the pitch. It's quality off the pitch. I couldn't be happier. Tom, I'm willing to also allow you and your guys to use Sackboy. If anything happens to your guys' scrotes, uh, I'm just <laughs> going to say that Sackboy's not going to... He's not going to see you suffer. He's not... I'm a bigger man. Bigger, bigger, bigger Sackboy than that. Lanky Dong needs a scrote, Doctor. Yeah, he's interested in collecting... You know in Pokemon, you've got to catch them all. That's Sackboy's yeah. uh, mentality as well. It's just testicles. <laughs> well, I'm glad that, that's, <laughs> that that is the final note we leave my Nintendo team on. <laughs> if there's any nut damage, Robin's physio is here to help. No, he's not a physio. He's just a nut physio. Just, just sack. Just sack. N- yeah. <laughs> Actually, not testicles, just sack. If the testicles oh, are God. injured, yes, that's out of his hands. <laughs> well, let's then recap. The Nintendo team. Tom, run us through it quickly. Up front, my captain, Super Mario. Attacking midfielder, Samus Aran. Defensive midfielder, Link. In defence, it is... Tetris. <laughs> and in goal, it is Lanky Kong. There we have it. That is Team Nintendo. We have the teams. Let's see how the managers feel about their chances. Robin, you now have heard the Nintendo team. What are you thinking? Well, I'm going to bloody lose, aren't I, Sam? Obviously. <laughs> if all that stuff about Mario is true, I've not got a hope in hell. It, Tom says that Tetris, in Tom's words, he's always blocking c- I've got at least three c- on my team, I say. <laughs> At least three, <laughs> maybe four. I'd say, I'd say, Sly Cooper's a thief. He's he's an absolute solid gold C. Kratos definitely a C. Aloy, I would say maybe not. Crash Bandicoot's a C, and uh, and Daniel Fortescue. I've got one non on my team. I'm going to lose. I, I don't even know why we're having this. I'm going to lose all because of Tetris. Mario can lift up a castle. Come on. <laughs> Just going to uh, thank our producer, Paul, who put in the extra hours today, bring all the censoring onto this episode. <laughs> I'm going to lose. It's ridiculous. I-, I wish I'd have thought about building a good team. Can't believe that you didn't even mention that the manager is also a c- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Uh, it's not normally like this. I'm not sorry. Tom introduced it. That's his tactic and he's beating me with it. Fair enough. So Robin, manager of PlayStation, is not confident. But it is nice to see that level of honesty in a pre-match conference. Tom, how are you feeling now that you've heard these remarks? Well, even more confident than I was just before those remarks. Yeah, uh, the fact that the opposing manager has pretty much given in is is, is filling me with, with, uh, with confidence. I've got a, a legacy team here that are going to take this game. Well, there's only one thing left to do. It is time for kickoff. Welcome to Boulder Dash Stadium here on Wampa Island for PlayStation versus Nintendo. Always nice to have the added peril of getting crushed by a massive rock while you're trying to play a one-two. The whole Kong family in the stands to watch Lanky on his debut in goal. Yes, and the Greek gods were going to be here to support Kratos, but he did sadly kill them all. We're underway, and early doors. Crash Bandicoot receives the ball on the edge of the area. He goes into a wild spin. A Tetris block is falling into his path. Well, Crash spins out wide and slides it back to Sly Cooper. Where did he come from? There isn't even a long grass to hide in. Sly Cooper slams the ball with his shepherd's crook right past Lanky Kong's stretching hands. The crook with a crook has cooked up a beautiful goal. 1-0 PlayStation. Kratos, God of War, is storming down the pitch and Tetris is bricking it. Oh, he smashes through part of the wall like a fat toddler stumbling through Duplo. Link tries playing the ocarina as a distraction, but Kratos retaliates with his booming voice that causes Link to instantly make soil in his pants. Kratos is very passionate about getting the ball into the net here. Uh, Apparently that net actually murdered Kratos' family, so this really is a goal for revenge. 
Kratos smashes the ball with his magic axe, sending it straight past Lanky Kong, and he's doubled the lead. That's 2-0. Link, pass it to Samus. Samus back to Link. This is some very lovely Link-up play. Samus whips in across to Mario, who turns and... Ooh! Ooh, Mario down to a crunching tackle from Sly Cooper there. That really is a strong challenge. Sackboy is having a long look at it from the sidelines. He's not usually interested in the tackle itself. No need for a scrote service this time, and play is resumed. Mario takes a sip of a suspiciously glowing water bottle as we reach a break in play. And now he's all glittery. He intercepts a weak pass from Aloy and he's off. Kratos tries a tackle, bounces off. The sneaky raccoon with a slide tackle, he bounces off. Mario has downed an invincibility star. And the Italian stallion drills the ball right at the PlayStation goalie. Sir Daniel Fortescue, who is blown apart by the impact and the ball ricochets in. Sir Daniel is in bits and make no bones about it. Nintendo have pulled it back to 2-1. Sly Cooper sending the ball up the field to a sod of long grass. Oh, that was hiding Aloy, who passes it to a patch of dirt. Oh, that was hiding Sly Cooper! Ooh, interception by Mario, who is hiding in a foxhole dressed as a Vietnam-era American GI from Mario Bombs Away. Mario quickly changes into his 100-metre sprint outfit from Mario and Sonic at the Rio 2016 Olympics and legs it back down the field. Passes to Samus. Back to Mario, who has now changed into his Super Mario Strikers outfit. And bang! It's in! Oh, they pulled level to two, all as the halftime whistle blows. During the break, Samus Aran is searching the concession stand in the stadium for a chocolate-covered coconut bar. Typical bounty hunter. The whistle blows for the second half. And, oh, Kratos has been tackled pretty hard there from Mario, who is at perfect waist height. Yes, he's calling out for some physio. Zach. Oh no! Oh, the bass in his voice has meant that Tetris, Mario, Lanky Kong, Aloy and Crash Bandicoot have all simultaneously crapped themselves. I didn't know that Tetris blocks could poop. Neither did I. The rolling boulder that gives the stadium its name is causing havoc. Players are diving out the way as the stone gathers no moss all the way up the pitch. Oh, but Link has put his Goron mask on and has become a big happy boulder himself. Goron Link has managed to subdue the boulder and, well, I didn't realise boulders could engage in sexual relationships. Neither did I. Oh, Samus has emerged from cover and uses her grapple beam to pick the ball up and hurl it down the pitch. Is it a handball? She didn't technically touch it. This is chaos. Chaos that Mario is going to take advantage of. He gets to the long ball, of course. He's quicker than Usain Bolt. He chips it up. 90 foot into the air, and he is physically able to leap high enough to head back down with the astonishing accuracy of someone who has been employed as both a big game hunter and a fighter pilot. It flies past the skeletal keeper and it's in! It's a hat trick for Mario! It's 3 2 Nintendo! Aloy looking a little nervous out there. Yes, it's like she's only ever seen robotic versions of animals, and the raccoon and bandicoot are freaking her out. She's trying a new strategy here by firing exploding arrows at the opposition, and ooh, yeah, that's a pretty instant yellow card. Fair enough, exploding arrows should really just be used for shooting at the ball. Everyone knows that. Lanky Kong down to collect the loose ball, and he stands up a bit too quick. Oh no! Oh! Oh, he's knocked himself out on the crossbar. He is far too lanky. Leaving the goal completely open for an easy shot from Crash Bandicoot, who places a TNT box next to the ball before jumping on it and running away. The explosion has propelled the ball into the back of the net. It's a great goal, great style. 3-3, what a game. Tiny Kong is furious on the sideline as demanding that she replaces her idiot cousin in goal. The manager allows it. Monkey business in the Nintendo dugout. Mario has walked off the pitch and we have found out he's actually been called on to do some cash-in-hand plumbing work for his mate, Plaster Pete. That leaves them a player down, so Brother Luigi subs on. And from his first touches, it's very clear that Mario got all the milk. Yes, Nintendo really are going to miss Mario. Crash on the ball. He's in the box and spins. And the ball is in there somewhere. Where's it going to come out? Oh, it comes out the wrong way. Not towards the goal at all. Crash will be disappointed with that effort. But it slams into Tetris and rebounds straight past Tiny Gong, who is nowhere near tall enough to reach it. 4-3 in the dying moments. Luigi is desperately trying to rally his team for a final attacking effort, but sadly he's just an idiot waving a hoover about and everybody hates him. 
And that's the final whistle. What a game. Perhaps a surprise result. Let's get the reactions from the managers. Robin, you've come away with a victory. What is going on? I... This is ridiculous. I don't deserve to win this. Tom had a much better... T- he had a brick wall blocking... All- this is unbelievable. I, a couple of weeks ago, I made what I thought was a really good team. So this week, I came with a dog shit team and I've, I've won. How is this even happening? It's like this is made up on the spot. I, I'm, I'm as angry as if I'd lost, frankly. <laughs> But delighted to take the points. Delighted to take the points. Originally so, so unconfident about winning, then wins and is furious about (laughs) it. We love the honesty. It's like Ian Holloway. Tom, how do you feel about your loss? I'm bloody distraught. I I can't understand. I I had the better team. I had the better tactics. Mario taking cash in hand job. Look, I, I get it, you know, 40 quid. 40 quid doubling down on a work day, you'd, you'd grab it, wouldn't you? But I've lost and I'm I'm truly disappointed. Happy with the hat-trick, gutted with the result. Me too, Tom. I'm happy with his hat-trick and gutted with the result also. How has this happened then? I, I don't know. I, you, you, we, I don't know, mate. I'm furious. <laughs> it's the wonders of sport. Anybody can win on any given day. This really throws the cat amongst the pigeons in terms of the leaderboard. Tom was running away with it, but Robin has pulled it back. Tom is on seven. Robin is on six. And then myself and Matt are trailing with four points and three points respectively, but we've got a game in hand. Do let us know what you thought of today's teams or the result, in fact, uh, on social media. We are at Noise Next Door on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook, and we would love to hear from you. Uh, And a huge thank you to the incredible producer Paul for making us sound brilliant. Please follow Fantasy 5 on your preferred podcast provider and give us a five-star review if that is something that you can do. Next week, we have the most epic of epic battles. It's Star Wars versus Game of Thrones. I can't wait. We will see you then. It is time for us to hit the showers. Um, excuse me. Are the showers ready to use? Yet. The pressure isn't the way we want it, and I'm gonna need a new flange. It's gonna take at least uh, maybe two, maybe three weeks to get to the park. Oh boy. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.